Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Intentional Healing, and I'm Nicole Bridger. Today, I want to talk about the road to healing. The road to healing is not linear. In fact, it is cyclical, it is messy, it is up and down and backwards and forwards. And often we can have an inner critic um, that feels like we're never gonna heal, that we're doing it wrong. That we have more stuff, more brokenness, more issues than everybody else. It's just been coming a lot up a lot lately with clients, um, particularly in group work. Um, so I have the sense that maybe it's coming up for some of you as well. So before we begin, like always, taking a deep breath. And on your exhale, really sinking into your seat. For these next few minutes together, just giving yourself that gift of presence. Whatever is out there in your life, calling your attention, needing decisions made, will still be there when you're done. But for these next few moments, just be here. One last deep breath. Sinking even further. So taking a moment now to ask yourself, how do you feel about your own journey to healing? Do you feel inspired and excited? Or do you feel deflated, tired, hopeless? So what I mean by the road to healing is not linear. In our society, uh, we have a very um, linear kind of concept of how most trajectories should go. Point A to point B, one line. When in fact, the road to healing is not this straight line. Um, you, If you are an entrepreneur, you can liken the same thing. The, the road to success is not a straight line upwards like a perfect graph chart. In fact, it goes all over the place, up, down, backwards, around. But what you'll find is that overall, the trajectory is still progress. So even though overall you're still heading in the direction of progress, you may be up, down, backwards, all over as you're finding your way. So something that I've been hearing a lot lately is, um, I have more healing than others. I am more broken than others. When will it ever be done? 
as if there was a mountaintop to climb. That once you arrived at that mountaintop, you had no more work to do. <laughs> and imagine that it's, uh, it would be a little bit boring if you got to the mountaintop of your life and still had 50 more years to live. Now I know that when you are in the, the depths of healing and the grips of it, that yes, certainly there is a kind of place to get to where you're on the other side of it. But really all it is, is that the work gets easier. So I liken it to exercise. So let's say that you have a goal in exercise, a goal of fitness, whether it's running a marathon or something. And in the beginning, when you're training, even just a few minutes might be tiring. But each day, you show up for the work. Each day, you get a little bit stronger. Each day, it gets a little bit easier. What was really difficult in the beginning, within a short few weeks, becomes easy. You're able to go further, do more, handle more. And eventually, you might be able to reach that point um, where it's sort of the climate for you of your health, where you're able to achieve um, running a marathon, let's say. Now, if you stop exercising after your marathon, that's it. You've accomplished the goal. Now you don't have to do anything. Of course, your body will return to the state it was before you started training. And what needs to happen actually for you to maintain that level of fitness is more of a maintenance program. So it's not as hard as when you're building the stamina slowly each day. The maintenance program is a lot easier. And there may be times where you slip back a little bit, maybe you got an injury, maybe you get a cold, and then it's a little bit more effort to get back in, or maybe you go on vacation. <laughs> um, but you haven't slipped all the way back to point zero. And it's easy for you to go, oh, okay, that was a nice week off of, for vacation, and now it's time to get back. And it's a little bit of effort in the beginning, but you quickly bounce back. So I hope this whole time that I've been explaining that journey, you're also likening it to your own healing journey. Yes, in the beginning, it requires a lot of effort. It requires a lot of attention. It requires a lot of focus, dedication. And in the beginning, it can feel very awkward, unusual. You're learning a whole new way of showing up. You are creating new neural pathways, which requires a lot of effort. The trick is in showing up daily, not showing up once a week, not showing up once a month. Liken it again to exercise. If you go and see a trainer once a month, once a week, but don't do anything else, you're not gonna see um, any kind of progress. But if you show up even just 30 minutes each day, it's in the consistency of daily work where you begin to see the progress.
eventually it becomes your habit. They say it takes about 21 days to form a new habit. So if you dedicate yourself to showing up and doing the work, just 30 minutes each day, eventually after about 21 days, it will become your new habit. You won't have to think so hard about it. You won't require so much effort. Then what happens is because of course life happens, of course you get triggered, of course there's always work there, that now you have the foundation and instead of allowing a trigger to drop you down into a deep spiral, it just drops you a little bit. And as you continue to build that muscle, you have the tools, just like the vacation from working out, to get back on track with love and ease. This is an act of self-love. This is not punishing you. So let's talk about that voice that says, I'll never be done the healing. There's so much healing. I want you to notice where you think that that's coming from, that this has to be hard, that you're more broken than others. And how do you actually think that that voice is benefiting you. Now, I don't mean benefiting your higher self, but you wouldn't hold on to that voice if you weren't getting something from it. So it might be that, well, I don't really have to apply myself because if I haven't really applied myself, then I have an excuse of why I failed. I see it all the time. People don't show up, they self-sabotage. And the how they show up in the work is how they show up in life. Well, if I didn't really do the work, then I didn't really fail. And I can blame it on this, that, and the other thing. I was busy with this, this happened with my family. But all you're doing is feeding into the self-sabotage that keeps you playing small. And where that's actually coming from is a deep, fear of actually stepping into your light, of actually loving yourself, of actually shining as bright as you know deep down inside as possible. Yes, this is an act of huge, huge self-love. And it can be incredibly difficult to love ourselves like that, to love ourselves enough to show up each day to do the work. So when you are on the road to healing and you feel like, okay, I've taken a bunch of steps forward, something triggered you, and now you feel like, oh, I'm dealing with this again. Like, I thought I was done this. Oh, there's still that little bit there. Like, oh, when am I gonna be over this? So instead, what I'd love you to do is to lean into it with the curiosity and compassion that I'm always talking about. Oh, that thing really triggered me. I can see where I'm still not fully loving myself. Okay, awesome. I'm gonna allow this moment, this trigger, to be a beautiful window in, to show me, to bring to my awareness to bring to the light 
where I could love myself a little bit more, where I'm still holding on to unforgiveness for myself, where I'm still just a little bit afraid. It's a part of you, it's not all of you. I can see where there's still a little part of me that's holding on to this. I wonder why. What is it that I'm afraid of? What benefit am I getting from holding on to this? There's a kind of benefit that we get in telling ourselves that we'll never be healed, that this mountain is too high for us to climb. We might as well give up, stay with what's familiar. Because remember, in your brain, there is that part of you that is very used to showing up in the world in the way that you already have been, those default modes that you go into. And as you try to shift and try to show up from a different place, from your divine light, that part of your brain that's in, in charge of survival is gonna say, uh-uh, it's not safe. Let's keep going the way that we always have. And as you slow it down and help it feel safe, that's the muscle you're building with each day showing up, each day doing a little bit of work. So that when it is triggered and says, see, I told you, let's go back to the way that we've always been. You can say, it's okay. Let's come back to the work. Here's another beautiful window. I mean, I myself, um, even lately have uh, been finding myself triggered and I'm able to go even deeper into some wounds that, that I um, have been holding on to and not most of the time, right? So most of the time, um, this is not about achieving perfection, remember? So the goal is that 90% of the time you are in a good feeling place and sure, 10% of the time you might, or even 1% of the time, you might get triggered, drop a little bit and come back. So this is not about perceive, uh, achieving perfection. Allow yourself that breadth of experience. That's why you're here. So when something comes up and you, your mind wants to go to, oh, I'm still not over this. Lean into it with a little bit of excitement. There's something there for you. There's a gem there for you. If you lean into this, there's a gem there for you. Get excited. I know it's, you know, it's not easy when you're triggered. But remember that the reason that you're experiencing any kind of contrast is because there's clarity there for you. So take a deep breath and go, huh, okay. There's something here for me. Let's take a moment and lean into it and get curious without judgment, no big deal that you got triggered. There's a gem there waiting for you. Love yourself, forgive yourself, and go find that gem. I'm wishing you a blessed, blessed day. Thank you.